Nailed it. Uh, landing stuck easily. Uh, all right. Countdown to uh, March Madness number one, 2023. This is like the 10th year doing this pretty much. Um, yeah. Whereabouts in terms of the range there for me. I, that's about right. Uh, in an effort to kind of change things up, I did throw some different things into the mix this uh, this time around. Uh, I think probably the main reason to do that is because I feel like there was a lot of like broad topics and this is obviously all stuff that, that I came up with. So it's a bad look for me, I think. Um, (laughs) And given the fact that like, not that I, not that I really care about the length of a podcast. Um, You know, last year's first episode was an hour and a half and I'd like to trim that by 20, maybe 30. So it's pretty good. Give, give me an hour here, maybe. But Don't worry, I'll just talk less. Uh, well, you know, I I think that nobody wants to hear me speak, so I will sure um, say that uh, certainly. But uh, I wanted to start with a segment for the headliners because you know headlines around the country. I think that's something that we didn't really cover very much on this show in the last few years. Uh, and I think it's important to kind of talk about college basketball as a whole and the uh, the storylines going into the tournament rather than just being like, okay, here's a team from this conference. Here's a player from this conference. That's midseason stuff, folks. Yeah. Okay. We already um, did that. Exactly. And it just, what's the point and when you, you do it? Yeah, if you didn't listen to it, go back. It was absolutely it was riveting. Intriguing stuff. Thrilling content is what people uh, were. That's what I was hearing at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first one I have here is the job opening in South Bend. Uh, Indiana, that is, uh, at Notre Dame with Mike Bray hanging it up. Something that Jim Beheim should do. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what they do here because I think there's big names out there. I think there's small names out there. The four names that I wrote down that are big names from other power conference schools. Number one, I think this would be, if I were the one hiring for this job, this would be my number one guy, I think. Maybe two. First all you're making. Um, yep. Porter Moser from Oklahoma, who, if I'm Porter Moser, you're going to the SEC soon. You're in the big 12 now, which is brutally hard. Yeah. I would not hate going to the ACC and Notre Dame where they have a lot of resources. So I think it makes sense from that side. But the other thing is I believe the buyout for him is enormous. So I don't know how much Notre Dame cares about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the lack of success he's having in Oklahoma. Do you think that they would care if they lost him? Uh, I don't know. I I it's kind of hard to judge what they're doing at Oklahoma. Um, yeah. just because like the Big Twelve is so hard. Like there's like West Virginia is not a bad basketball team, but they're three and seven in the Big Twelve. So like I like metrics. Uh, from a metrics perspective, West Virginia is 16th in offense and 38th in defense, and they're three and seven. So I'm it not really bad. gonna. And, and look at what they lost as well. Like a couple of years ago, this is a team that had Austin Reeves, they had Brady Brady Manick, uh, they had Devion Harmon. I mean, this is a team that had guys that they lost. And trying to figure that out, you bring in the Groves brothers who were playing in the Big Sky. It's a little bit of a different conference they're playing in now. But I think uh, the buyout for. Uh, Porter Moser is nine million, but it drops to six million on April first. So, right about the sweet spot for when that job's going to be filled. I'm, I'm assuming. So, yeah, that'll be the I first was just guy. Trying to see. So his contract's through 2027. So, has he been there three years, two years? This is the second year. Uh it's got to be year two because yeah, he's at Loyola. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think that would be the first one that I would make, and then. Uh, another name out there that I think there's like a 2% chance this would even happen or if he would eat, pick up the phone. Uh, but they're not going to make the tournament this year if things stay the way they are. So I would say Chris Holtman at Ohio State I think would be a good hire for Notre Dame. Um, a guy that's gotten a lot of talent, proven talent, whether it's Sensabaugh this year or Malachi Branham last year. And he's got a great class coming in next year too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Ohio State's probably a big part of the recruiting, but also Notre Dame, you can recruit there too. Uh, but like the other thing that I worry about with, with Ohio State and Porter Moser, or not Porter Moser, Chris Holtman, of course, <laughs> duh. Uh, but like their team 
from two years ago was so like talented. Like this lineup where they had Dwayne Washington, EJ Liddell, Justice Suing. Uh, they also had Zed Key as a freshman on that team. They had Justin Arns, who's a great shooter as a junior. CJ Walker was a solid point guard. They lost in the first round. So the tournament success has been a bit of an issue for Holtman at Ohio State. They lost in the second round last year. Uh, so I'd be a little bit worried about that, but also with Notre Dame right now, like this is a program that's not going in the right direction. This is a team or a program that like they are uh, two and 10 in an ACC that is not that great. Yeah. A lot of below average teams in the ACC this year. So I don't know if Holtman would want to do that. I think that's more of a money situation. Like if they offer him so much or if what do you think Notre Dame's looking to pay their next head coach, I think it's mm-hmm. like seven I think seven if they range. have a. I think seven if they have a guy they really want. Uh, yeah. I think five, five to six would probably be more comfortable for them because they did just hire a new football coach a couple of years. It's not like they hired a huge name, but. They, I mean, they, if you're well. making three point five million, does seven million really matter though? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> depends on the situation. Uh, another one that I think would be interesting, given what he's built, where he's at. Uh, another Big Ten guy, Micah Shrewsbury, Penn State. Um, he's done a really, really solid job in getting talent and coaching that talent and game planning in the Big Ten can be difficult. I like I've said many times, I think he's one of the best at it. Uh I think that would be a nice hire there. I think he could recruit to there. I think he can, you know, get get in the transfer portal, which is a it's kind of something that a lot of older coaches nowadays that don't want to embrace it are having issues with. Yeah. Jim Beheim, uh John Calipari, kind of. Um, until the last couple of years where he's gotten a couple of guys. Uh, but I had another name that I – damn it, uh, uh, Tom Izzo. There we go. Yeah. Uh, which it's not like they're anti-portal because look at Tom Izzo's – probably the go-to guy that you want taking a shot from Michigan State is Tyson Walker, who is a transfer. So they're not completely anti-portal, but being active in the portal like a yeah, – I, I mean, they know, didn't get anybody last year, right? Or coming I think they got – I think they – yeah, I think they got Walker – before last ago. season, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think getting in the portal is important, especially Notre Dame. They can get guys – Notre Dame is like a good spot for like SoCon players that are stars that want to go into a power conference school. And I think Notre Dame is a good spot for that. Uh, and the other one I have, which I don't know, he's been there for so long, uh, but they're underperforming this season in terms of how good they were supposed to be. They're still a tournament team. They still have really good metrics. They've gotten a lot better in the last few uh, – or in the last month – is Greg McDermott at Creighton. Uh, they are 15-8 and eight right now. They have won six in a row. Um, and since the beginning of uh, – after losing – after starting 0-1 in the Big East, they're 9-3 and three now. So starting to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Been in the Midwest for a long time. His son was a very good player at Creighton, and then rebounding after that, getting the talents like Zagorowski and Trey Alexander and Arthur Kaluma and Ryan Nimhard. Uh, they've gotten a lot of talent at Creighton. That would be an interesting hire if, uh, if Notre Dame wanted to do that. Then um, the other names I threw out there that are just like could probably actually be the guy but not the high-profile college coaches right now is uh, number one, Dusty May from Florida Atlantic having a big season, number two, Martin Inglesby from Delaware. And then this is just a name that I think was thrown out there with no real like reasoning or just for the fact that he played at Notre Dame was Chris Quinn, who's a Miami Heat assistant coach, uh, was a name thrown out there. They want to get nostalgic and hire a former player who's never coached in college, to my knowledge, unless he did and I didn't look it up because I obviously didn't look it up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Be interested to see what Notre Dame does. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any chance they, you know, hire somebody up or not? Uh, I don't know how – I don't know any of the Notre Dame assistant coaches. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have really seen any of their, their names thrown out there. Um, I think if you're Notre Dame, you probably want to make some sort of splash. Right. Sure. Uh, but – that's what they did for football, though. Didn't they just hire in-house? Yeah, Marcus Freeman. I think. What? Well, I don't know if he was in-house at. The, well, he I was in he Cincinnati, was. and then he was. He. I think he was, but yeah, he was, but he also left and then came back or something. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of any of the 
Anthony Solomon and Tony Weish and Hamlet Tibbs are the three assistant coaches. I haven't heard anything. About. Do you think Notre Dame's a job big enough that you could just go out and get whoever you wanted? Or do you think that it's probably not, not in that tier? No. Okay. Probably close though. I mean, it is a big, you know, in terms of the the school itself and the amount of money that they can, you know, invest in the program. And uh, in the conference right now, take advantage of what the ACC has become. Like the ACC right now, it's Virginia's good every year. They weren't that good last year. Duke and North Carolina are kind of in weird spots where they're not great. Uh, Virginia yeah. Tech is always, uh, you know, they could beat you any night. They could lose to you any night probably is what Virginia Tech is. But, yeah, the ACC is weird. So I don't know if they'll take advantage of that. Uh, moving along here since this show is all about quick cuts. Um, the big 12, is there a true favorite in the big 12? Like a legitimate, I will put money on this team because I think the team that people would say is probably Kansas who's six and four. So, and have to win one tonight against Texas. Right. And do we really believe in Texas that much? I don't know. I think they could go so streaky at times, right. But they can defend because of their athleticism and you never, you kind of get scared of picking a Marcus Carr led team just because the way he plays. Yeah. Um, is Chris Beard that good of a coach if they're doing this without him? Well, I mean, I think, I think he's a good coach. Everybody talks about how good a coach he was. So yeah. Uh, Kansas sliding. It's weird to me. Um, Seems like if, if, you know, Wilson doesn't have a 40 point game, they're struggling. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't think there's a real favorite. There's not, I don't really believe in any of these teams over the other uh, significantly enough to say that there's a real favorite. Um, I think the best team is probably Texas, but I don't know. I, I think Iowa State scares me a little bit. Their offense is uh, not great. Um, Baylor, I mean, I like Baylor's offense, like the the three point shooting ability of Cryer and George and Flagler, uh, but they can also tank a game by doing that. So, like, you look at some of their shot selection last week against Baylor or against Texas, Jesus, down the stretch, <laughs> uh, eight for twenty six from three. Keontae George took a horrific three late in that game when they were down three. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a real favorite, but it, that that also kind of means that it's the best conference in the country. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, it, I would say that if Texas beats Kansas tonight, you probably put them as a favorite. Where's that game at? It's at Kansas. Yeah, probably. So. Uh, I don't want to put too much weight on that. Uh, also, speaking of the ACC, Kids the question, mind. the big question is, what is the ACC like? Pitt is nine and three. Miami's nine and four. NC State's nine and four. Duke's eight and four. North Carolina's seven and five. Wake Forest and Syracuse, uh, a new budding rivalry, seven and six. Uh, And then I also wrote Bayheim's ridiculous comments about Pitt and Wake Forest, and then totally backtracking and saying that he misspoke, which is such BS. (laughs) Give me a break. Imagine sitting there and complaining about Wake Forest and Pitt buying their teams. teams. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so dumb. And like, Here's a guy who probably bent the rules more than almost anybody before he gave <laughs> players money. So right. what, what are we doing here? How yeah. senile is he well, and before they say get out? I mean, it seemed like he threw their biggest donor under the bus too with his comments, saying that he doesn't give anything. I, I It was weird. It was weird. I mean, look at Wake Forest's team, and outside of Tyree Appleby who transferred from Florida, which – I don't think anybody's sitting there giving Tyree Appleby $10 million. Yeah. Um, It's just so, so weird. Like Syracuse, God, I hope they, I hope Syracuse misses the tournament by a mile. Like I hope they lose out. That team is not good at all. I think we saw firsthand how much they are not good. How many teams do you think the ACC is going to get in? Oh, man, that is a question I don't even want to think about, but I'm going to. Uh, you got to think Clemson is in, even though I don't buy them either. That's the thing about the ACC. Like, their number one team right now in conference play is 68th in Ken Palm overall. Yeah. So, like, what is that? Like, Virginia is clearly better than them. Um, but let's see. Uh, I'm just going to look at somebody else's just so I can kind of think about 
where I would be at in terms of this. Um, right now, this this uh, this one I'm looking at has the ACC with seven bids, which that seems seven seems high. Yeah, I think five, maybe six. I, I would think Duke and North Carolina will find their way in. This is kind of kind of the same talking points as last year. Is you didn't think the ACC was going to get very many teams in, and then you know. How many did they get? Seven last year? Somewhere around there. And then they also had two in the final four. So, yeah. Yeah. But I still don't. I think the only team – there's two teams in the ACC that I think can legitimately get to a final four, and I'm not even going to call them a final four contender. I think it's Virginia. I think it's Duke, just because I think Duke is so talented. And Filipowski has been terrific. Yeah. And uh, they have the guard play that you want if they're healthy, which is Proctor and Roach. They have the vets there. They obviously have Ryan Young and Jacob Granison, who, you know, plays small roles off the bench at times. Uh, to go along with Dariq Whitehead, if he can stay healthy, that's a very talented player as well. Uh, but other than that, like Pitt, I don't buy. Clemson, I don't buy. Miami, maybe Miami, because they're really good offensively and they're really athletic, and they made a bit of a run. I think they were in the Sweet 16 last year, mm-hmm. lost to Kansas. So maybe Miami. NC State, they have the talent up front with Terquavion Smith, but he's been hurt a little bit. That's an NBA talent. I don't see NC State doing anything. North Carolina, I think North Carolina loses in the first round. Um, I don't care who they play. That's how I feel about this team wow. this year. Yeah, because everyone's gonna be like, oh, they did it last year. Here they go. No, they're going to lose True. in the first round. True. And if they don't lose in the first round, they're going to lose in the second round. And they might be a first four team, and they'll lose in that. So there you go. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the overall opinion of the ACC is that Beheim is an idiot and should have hung it up years ago. Uh he watched the uh, he watched the fighting Illini from Champaign in November shoot uh, shoot eleven for thirty nine against them from three and beat them by twenty nine. So that's <laughs> Syracuse for you, folks. Uh, terrific, terrific young basketball team. I mean, some of the lowest IQ players in the country on that team, probably because of Bayheim. Like, look at some of the mistakes down the stretch. Like, just taking a stupid charge, uh, Jesse Edwards against for his fifth foul against Virginia last week. Stupid. You think any other coach is allowing that? Probably, but also Beheim target on his back. He deserves <laughs> it. Uh, the West Coast Conference, interesting spot right now. St. Mary's beating Gonzaga 78-70 on Saturday. What did I tell you? The Gales are as legit as legit can be. 21-4, and 10-0 in conference play. Fourth adjusted defensive efficiency in the country. And outside of St. Mary's and Gonzaga, this conference is not good this year. Uh, I think it's better than the outsiders always think. Still, though. How many teams in this conference are you scared to play? Probably nobody other than those two. West Coast Conference, a two-big bid league this year? Yep, certainly. Can't see three unless somebody wins the tournament, which, hey, Gonzaga's vulnerable. They're not going to automatically win the tournament. St. Mary's could probably be beat if they're not good on offense, but I think right now it's definitely two. I think a team like Loyola Marymount or Santa Clara or maybe even San Francisco could get hot and maybe win that. Mm-hmm. If uh, the back off the back of Brandon Pajemski dropping like 30, uh, maybe, but like BYU is not good at all. BYU, worst offense in this conference outside of Pepperdine. So, and Pepperdine's one and 10. So, not a good spot for BYU. That's why I was very reluctant. I think I still did BYU at Gonzaga as a game to watch. Uh, I did do that for Saturday night, but like nobody really wants to watch that. There's a lot of games <laughs> that I put on there that are like that. I think Gonzaga is going to beat BYU. Uh, games, that, games that guys like you want to watch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, if you're a casual, which I, I hate, that's the, one of the best parts about paying attention to college basketball all season and paying for Ken Palm, looking at all the numbers, crunching the numbers, looking at different bracketologists, not the mainstream ones, the top rated ones. We'll get to mm-hmm. that. Uh, but that's the best part is when all these casuals come in in March and try to make opinions like St. Mary's and Gonzaga didn't play in a real conference. They're not going to do anything in terms of like that has anything to do with translation of success. Like Gonzaga wasn't literally undefeated in the national championship two years ago. Right. Like I don't think people realize how hard it is to win a national championship in any sport, like a championship in any sport, especially this one where yeah. Gonzaga, is, yeah. Gonzaga is fraudulent because they haven't won one. Like stupid. Uh here they are just being like the winningest program in the last like 20 years, but they're still frauds <laughs> or something. I don't get it. It's so dumb. Uh, and then the last uh, two more things with the headliners. Uh, interesting for a conference like the Big East. Now, it's different than it used to be in terms of toughness and types of teams that are playing in there. 
the elite offensive teams are the ones at the top of the Big East this year. You have Xavier is 11-2 and two in the Big East. They have the fifth adjusted offense per Ken Palm, of course. Duh. Marquette is 11-2 and two in conference. They have the fourth adjusted offense. Creighton is 9-3. and three. They have the 29th adjusted offense, which I wouldn't say is elite, but look at their team. They have a lot of good offensive players. And then Providence is 9-3. and three. They have the 17th adjusted offense. So that's four top 30 offenses running the conference. And then UConn, a team who is 7-6, and six, but starting to maybe figure it out. Maybe. I mean, they did almost lose to Georgetown yesterday or no, it was two days ago, but still. Yeah. Uh, they have the 9th adjusted offense. So offense matters more than ever probably in the Big East. Tell me none of them play defense. I mean, metrically speaking, Creighton and Seton Hall seem to be the only ones. Okay. And somewhat UConn. Like, St. John's has no business being as bad as they are by record and on the offensive end. Actually, they do have business in the offensive end because they go so fast. They have the number two tempo in the country, but I'm sure they turned the ball over at an insane rate. They brought in Mr. Turnover himself, who's a good, talented player, but, you know, a good kid just has some issues on the basketball court. Uh, but yeah, that's another job that I think if, if St. John's is smart, they would fire Mike Anderson and just give Bobby Hurley a blank check. If they were smart, but I would question the, uh, the smartness, the smartness there. there for that yeah. program. I mean, literally people acted like uh, Mullen was like the worst coach ever. And he got them to a tournament like Chris Mullen's so bad. Yeah. But, like they, Chris Mullen gone after going twenty one and thirteen and getting into the first four. They lost, but still. Yeah. Mike Anderson's been the ultimate play a terrible non conference schedule and then be terrible in the Big East, <laughs> and like worse than ever now than like a couple of years ago. They weren't that bad. They were uh, ten and nine, but yeah, it's not not good there. Uh, but anyway, the the offensive prowess in the Big East apparently a big deal because if you look at previous years, it was a bit of a different conference last year you had like five or six top 30 defenses in the country so a little different this year and then also the big 10 is in an, in an awkward weird spot where <laughs> like the top four teams and then i would say probably the top five teams are probably good and then the rest kind of i don't know like i think purdue rutgers indiana illinois iowa is all i'm willing to say is good yeah, I mean it. It's just crazy that you know they have that many teams tied for third. Um, you say Illinois got nowhere. Illinois podcast guys, but Illinois is going to be eighth in the tournament if it ended today. They haven't beat any anybody in the top half of the conference. Well, it would be a nice free win to add add another win to the resume in the first and playing on Thursday in the Big Ten tournament. Playing Michigan State right now. Yeah, free win. <laughs> no, but like Wisconsin is not good. Penn State, I don't know. It's a night to night thing with them. Yeah. Ohio State's a disaster. Michigan, I think Michigan, the problem with Michigan is I think they maybe rely too much on three guys for offense with Buffkin, Howard, and Dickinson. Yeah. And I think Kobe Buffkin is a stud. If he stays next year, I could see him being all big 10 first team. Like he is really good. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. I mean, Northwestern, I still don't buy them. I mean, they're good defensively, but come on. You're telling me that team's going to make any noise? Give me a break. <laughs> uh, and uh, Maryland, I don't think is good. Maryland being 7-5 and five is a bit surprising. But they are better than uh, – they're better than Northwestern and Michigan State for sure and Penn State and Wisconsin and Nebraska and Ohio State and obviously Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't even count as a Big Ten school. Which, like, if you're Minnesota, just play tomorrow with five guys, lose by 100. Who cares? You're going to lose anyway. Like, it's so <laughs> dumb. It's, but anyway, it's, a, big chance for, a big chance for our guys to get that win against the top half of the Big Ten Saturday. So That's right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. A lot, a lot of time to prepare against a great defense, too. I do like that. But that's for a different podcast, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, Big Ten, who knows? I mean, Purdue's the best team in the conference. I don't really think it's close. I don't care about Saturday as much as Indiana fans do since they stormed the court, which that's a whole different – I mean, I, I don't want to be the old man yelling at the cloud, but, like, come on. It's a little embarrassing. How is that embarrassing? You're in Indiana. I mean, come on. What's Even Indiana if, done since but 1980? But they're still considered like a, like a historic program. Whatever. Let the kids celebrate. Those kids, those kids weren't even born yet back when Indiana was winning titles. I'm fine with that. I just think it's, you know, a little – if I were, you know – 
Bobby Knight, I'd be like, if you were an old Indiana guy, which you're not, you're a young Illinois guy, so I don't know why it matters. I'm never going to see a national championship in basketball. <laughs> not even close. All right. Uh, let's talk bracketologically. Okay. It. Words. Uh, I downloaded two of the top uh, accurate bracketologists. Downloaded them? When they come in PDF? I, I meant printed. I don't know why I said downloaded. <laughs> I, uh, 21st century on the brain. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I printed two of those just to give a look for what we got right now in terms of the notable matchups that are possible. Uh, the first one is bracketometry, bracketometry from, uh, from uh, Dominic Lacey, 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 bracket Dom. Yes. The guy that follows me, I follow him and, you know, Twitter stuff. Uh, I think he's the third most accurate. It's like a five-year window of numbers and putting together. Yeah, he's, he's top three, yeah. I believe. Um, I follow him on the Twitters. I like how he breaks down like after every game where people stand. Yeah. Very so this good. is updated as of February 4th, but I don't think there was much changes because I think he did it on Saturday after the games or late, and then there wasn't much change from yesterday. Um, notable, I would say, uh, is Purdue, Alabama, Houston, Kansas is one season. I think Kansas tonight will be a big determining factor whether they're a one seed or not Yeah, in terms of where the, the field stands right now. Some interesting 8-9 matchups with uh, Missouri, New Mexico, uh, that would be an interesting matchup. Missouri, a team that doesn't defend, and New Mexico, a team with a lot of high-end players in the Mountain West with Mashburn and House and uh, Udezi. Yeah. How about that? Uh, mm-hmm. Iowa, FAU, 8-9. That would be interesting. Um, certainly. Michigan State, Arkansas. That would probably be the best one out of the out of the four. Yeah. Because North Carolina, Maryland, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Maryland by 100. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at, like, Possible four thirteen upsets on here. I would say, um, you know, Hofstra Marquette would be interesting. I think Hofstra is a good team with some good guards. Uh, Gonzaga is a four seed. Weird to see, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like I should have looked this over before, but that's all right. It's all right. I want to. UConn Oral UConn Oral Roberts. UConn always a team that kind of has trouble in the first round the last few years and oral roberts has a great offense and they've won like a billion games and the last time he got in the tournament they got to the sweet 16 of course they still had kevin o'banner there but he's not there anymore he's at texas tech or maybe still is i don't even know texas tech sucks i don't watch him very much <laughs> watch from saturday a little bit but they were getting killed by to, Baylor. Not, yeah not much to watch this year uh so last four in west virginia northwestern kentucky nevada first four out Oklahoma State, Arizona State, Penn State, Oklahoma. Next four out, Texas A&M, Utah State, Florida, Mississippi State. So I uh, have to assume Wisconsin after yesterday would be bumped into the first four out possibly. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I have here is Bowertology by this Bauer fella. <laughs> I don't know okay. his first name. but Mr. Uh, Bauer. This is updated from today. So I'm trying to find some interesting things here. Uh, let's see. Illinois, Clemson, 6 and 11. 6 versus 11. That's an easy win. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Maryland, Arkansas. That would be an interesting 8 9. Uh, San Diego State is a 7. Kentucky is a 10. That's kind of weird to see. Yeah. Uh, he has. Purdue, Alabama, Texas, Kansas as the one seed. So a couple of one seeds battling it out tonight. Really nothing to lose if you're Texas tonight, but if you're Kansas, you know, you yeah, you are, you know, 18 and five, you'd be 18 and six. And in the Big 12, I can remember their record. They're like eight and four, right? So yeah, I believe that's right. Six and four, whatever, same thing. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean, there's not really much to talk about with with brackets right now just because we're kind of like a couple weeks away from it really mattering yeah are you going to make your own bracket this year probably or... not that's a lot of work okay. uh i don't really you know because the last time i did it's pretty demoralizing the last yeah. time i did it was the year there wasn't even a I'm tournament just, it, people have been dming me and oh, stuff sure. asking yeah, if, sure. if we were going to get a carterology um yeah, so i just wanted to check i'll let i'll, I'll let them know maybe i'll do one the very last week i'll just 
Because I got a bracket just right steal, there. So. Just steal somebody's and change yeah. all the teams. It's probably exactly what I would do. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, let's see. This one has bids by conference. Big 12, 8 of 10, by the way. That's 8 of 10. Wow. Uh, Big 10, 8. ACC, 7. SEC, 6. Big East, 5. Mountain West, 4. Pac 12, 3. So the Mountain West getting more than the Pac 12, which is, God, the Pac 12 sucks. Uh, uh, let's see. American Conference, uh, American Athletic. Two and West Coast Conference two, so that means Memphis is in. Uh, that means Nevada, Boise State, New Mexico, and San Diego State are in for the Mountain West. That means St. Mary's and Gonzaga obviously in uh, for the Big East. That would mean that you would have uh, Marquette, Xavier, Creighton, Providence, UConn. That's five uh, for the Pac-12. I would assume that it would be UCLA. Uh, Arizona, USC, even though I'm not 100% sure of that, but I'm pretty sure. Nailed it. Uh, and then the SEC, you'd have six, so that would be uh, Alabama, Tennessee, definitely. Uh, Texas A&M would be out in this scenario. So at eight and two, Texas A&M team, eight and two in conference, out. First four out. Uh, how about that? And uh, you'd have uh, Kentucky, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee. That's four. Arkansas, five. Missouri, six. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, how how is how does somebody have West Virginia in right now? Like that's what I assume is the eighth team. Yeah, I would assume so. Three and um, seven. I mean, they obviously they play they play Iowa State, Texas, Baylor <laughs> next three games. So I'm sure that'll. Well, you look at the resume. They have a win over TCU. They have a win over Auburn. Uh, they have a win over Florida and Pitt. So that's four okay wins, two good ones. Uh, they have them pretty firmly in, too, as the uh, 34th overall seed. Really? Pretty firm because, it you know, it goes up to, uh, I think, 48. Is that – wait, how many comp- – no, it's 32. Whatever. Just I, I, I just can't. Uh, but they're yeah, three and seven with eight games left, and it looks like they're probably gonna go four and four at the best. So seven and eleven. That gets get, you in. Gets you in for sure. Easily, yeah. <laughs> what? Even if they go two and six, they'll what be are in. You doing? Well, they have good metrics too. That always matters. I hate like, metrics. They're fourteenth overall in Ken Bomb, which is eleven spots higher than your team. So. Um, Florida State? No. Uh-huh. All right, that's enough bracketology, really, for for like uh, for a month. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. Now we do the fun stuff. Tiering of tournament teams. This will be where the debate really, really comes into play. Uh, debate me. So, yeah. Uh, let's start from the bottom. Well, nah, let's start from the top. You always want to start from the top. Uh, tiers of tournament teams, you got five teams per tier, and the first tier is a team that you deem championship caliber. I only did Go. four teams, so um, me as well. Sorry, uh, my champion, my championship caliber teams I put in. I put Purdue, um, you know, Zach Eady's gonna get 35 and 20 rebounds, and you just gotta hope the other guys can make some threes. They got a shot at doing some Alabama, probably the best team right now in my eyes. I know that they got stomped by Oklahoma, but still athleticism abounds. I put Kansas here and then we started talking. I'm like, why did I put Kansas there? So yeah, Kansas. Sure. Um, And then UCLA. I just think with the, the veterans they have, um, they've been there. They know what to do. So those would be my four championship caliber teams. um, Asterisks next to Kansas. Thank yep. You. Uh I went Purdue, obviously, for the reasons that you stated. Um mm-hmm. they have the best player in the country and they have a lot of guys that play, you know, into their roles well. Very good role players, yes. Yeah. Um I put Houston here, but every time I watch them, I'm like, man, this team could get picked off. I mean, they just don't I think I think that's the thing about this year is like everybody could get picked off. Because there's not a lot of teams with 
a I lot mean, of continuity from last year. We kind of saw it last year, too. I mean, St. Peter's, Mount Peter's, St. Peter's. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, Houston Houston was down four at the half to Temple yesterday and beat them by 16. So it's yeah, like, I don't know. Okay. That's a team that they lost. They also lost well. it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just feel like this team, I don't know. Their metrics are really good, obviously, and they have a lot of athleticism and talent. If Sasser's healthy, I, I would ride with them. But I don't know. Every time I watch them, I kind of question that. Uh, Alabama also, yeah, I think Alabama is – as good as anybody, um, despite you know losing to Oklahoma, which is an ugly loss, but what can you do uh, about it now? I mean, they bounce back and beat a Vanderbilt team that's not that good, but they're also not bottom of the SEC. They beat them by sixty-seven, so like mm-hmm. or fifty-seven or whatever was it? 50, I think it was fifty-seven. One hundred one forty, yeah, fifty-seven. So uh, yeah, and then I also put UCLA. Yeah, I, I think UCLA is legit. They're really good defensively. Uh, they have two freshmen that. Have contra- I mean, a Dim Bone has been really, really good after what he was early in the year. And then you look at Amari Bailey, not exactly hyped up, living up to the hype. Uh, he did miss six games with injury, um, but he's been solid in his return. Had 10 against uh, Washington State, 13 against Washington, 11 against USC. Uh, so he's back. Obviously, Hawkes and Campbell being back. Jalen Clark's a really good defender, so... I will buy into that UCLA team all day as a, as a championship contender uh, quite easily, really, would be my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, moving along. Final four level. Final four level. Uh, I went with Tennessee. Um, I, Tennessee's kind of been one of those – like I I was really high on them, and then, you know, they, they had a couple bad games. Uh, probably should have went to overtime – Yesterday against Auburn, say hey, no Saturday. I don't even know what today is. Um, but yeah, I, I I still like this Tennessee team a lot. Um, I went with Houston. Uh, also, you talked about Houston and how they. So these are kind of the teams that you know they look good and then they look bad. So uh, it's kind of how my final four is made up. Virginia uh, uh, with Clark and. Uh, uh, Mustache man, I can't think of his name. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think Virginia has a chance to get to the final four. And then I went with Arizona, another team that's kind of been up and down, but uh, I think they get it together come tournament time. So, um, I went with five teams here just to be safe. Uh, Kansas, five teams in the final four, huh? Well, Final Four, this is Final Four I, level. I, I mean, no, what, what I'm, are you I'm joking. To? I'm joking. I don't think you are. Jeez. I, I didn't really know what we were doing. I just wrote teams down. You're buying into the uh, haters, what the haters think, obviously. Uh, okay. Hater aid. Uh, Tennessee, yep. I will. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about them in the tournament, but they're good enough defensively to, you know, get at least through three rounds, probably. I don't know. I guess it depends on who they play. Uh, Arizona. Very solid club. Did you just look at my list and write down the same thing. Tubelis is is really good. Uh, he had like fifty points against Oregon or something. He had a wow. lot. Uh, but now I'm just gonna completely take like a complete turn, like just a huge, not a U turn, but close, just a complete Duke. turn. Uh, UConn, I will buy. Oh. Okay. Uh, why not? You know, I mean, this, this team, you know, you need some adversity. And I, uh, uh, You loved them about a month in. I mean, let's be honest. They're four and six and starting out 14 and 0. So why not? I mean, you don't just accidentally. I know it was early, but you don't just accidentally beat Alabama by 15 and Iowa State by 18. You don't just accidentally true. do that. And then Oklahoma State is a good team. They beat by 10 and Florida, who's solid to beat by 21. So like. Doesn't just accidentally happen. So I'll still buy. And Creighton's another one that I have here. Uh, another Big East team. I, I think Creighton, the talent, the the experience uh, of getting, you know, doing something last season without Nimhard and then coming back this season. You know, they got to the uh, second round, but they they fought with Kansas hard. Obviously, Kansas won a national title last year, so you could excuse that loss for Creighton. So I'll, I'll buy into them. Why not? Uh, but yeah, just a weird list there and. Uh, it's not going to get that much weirder. Maybe a little bit weirder, but not that much weirder for me. So uh, okay. now we have Elite Eight contenders. 
Um, I went with Kansas State. Uh, they were hot. They uh, have lost two in a row now to uh, Kansas A and Texas. So, um, you know, two very formidable teams. Um, I also went with Texas. Uh, I just, I think Marcus Carr, his ceiling is really high, but it can also be kind of meh at times. Uh, I went with Xavier. Um, I know you were really high on them, but I don't know if they have what it takes to get to the final four. And then I went with the Zags, Gonzaga. Um, I, I, it's weird to say that this is a down year for Gonzaga. Um, but I think that, that they're, they're still going to have a chance to get elite ish ish. Um, you know, maybe sweet 16, but, uh, yeah, there maybe we go. this is the I year thought. they win a national title. Maybe they win it all. I don't know. Mark few just needed some, he needed a lower seed. I excluded a lot of good teams from my list because I, there's a lot of teams out there that I don't know. Like Gonzaga, I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know what they are completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine, uh, I have Marquette, very good offensive squad. Uh, Tyler Kolek has been, become a very good facilitator for them. Uh, and Shaka Smart, this is a lot better fit. Like I think maybe yeah. guys like Shaka Smart, you don't really need the uh, the huge program that just pours a ton of money into it and nothing really means anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, Xavier, obviously, naturally, uh, like this team a lot. Sule Boom and, and uh, Colby Jones, I think is his name. Fremantle and, and Nunji. That's a good team. Good starting five. Uh, Virginia, I will throw in there. Um, I think if Virginia gets matched up with a team that has guards that need to be shut down, I think they can do it. Reese Beekman, yeah. Armand Franklin, extremely good defenders. I do worry about them running into a team with an elite center that they just get eaten alive because I don't think Shedrick is really that good uh, in that spot. And Vanderplas is not going to guard a five, I wouldn't assume. So, or is I there other assume. there are other big hurt? Do they have another big? I thought they had two. I just from playing Illinois, I thought they had two bigs. Mm-hmm. I know one of them was, was hurt, the white one. Uh, yeah, they do have two. Uh, yeah, uh, Francisco Cafaro, yeah. yeah, Argentinian. He has not really played at all. Like he played ten minutes against Illinois, thirteen against Albany in December, and then he's just been in and out of the lineup. Okay, yeah, I th- he was out for a little while. I thought, but yeah. I don't know. He hasn't played very much, so. Congrats to him. Uh, okay. Got shouted out on this. <laughs> yep. Texas. Uh, I feel the same way about Texas that you do. Um, let's see. Tyrese Hunter played really well in the tournament last year. Maybe he does it again this year, this time in a different uniform, different school. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Kansas State. I think the the high-end talent, the All-American level players, which is uh, Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, are as good as it gets uh, in the Big 12. Um, I don't know how they'll fare in the tournament. I think in the Big 12, they would probably be fourth for me in terms of who I trust to do anything in the tournament. I think it would be uh, Kansas, Texas, Baylor, Kansas State probably. Uh, Suck on that, TCU, who I liked a lot preseason. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we have the teams where you go a little bit lower now. You go second weekend ceiling. Like this team, I don't think they can get further than the second weekend. Okay, I went with Baylor. Um, I don't hate know that. What, yeah, shocking to a lot of people, I'm sure. But uh, Baylor, I they just seem to kind of play with who they're playing against, and I think that that could bite you. Um, I went with St. Mary's because that – the West Coast Conference sucks, obviously. Nailed I went it. with Indiana because TJJ can't play basketball. TJJ. And then I went with Illinois because Brad Underwood can't get past the first weekend. BS. He can't. Prove me wrong, Brad. Prove me wrong. Uh, I went Iowa State. A little worried about that offense. Going cold and then trying to defend their way to getting to the Elite Eight or something. I just don't see it. Uh, Rutgers, same thing. I'm a little bit scared of that for them. Plus the whole stigma with the Big Ten. Uh, <laughs> West Virginia, which this is a good thing for West Virginia because if they get in and they get like a nine seed, ten seed, 
why they could get to the Sweet 16. Why not? I mean, they can defend. They have uh, good metrics, like I said earlier. Um, you know, Eric Stevenson is a big-time scorer. This is a guy who's been at like 100 different schools and just dropped 34 on uh, on on Oklahoma with two f- uh, free throws made. So that is the opposite of an Iowa player. Uh, 13 <laughs> field goals, 34 points against Oklahoma. They killed Oklahoma. They also have an Iowa transfer, Joe Toussaint, uh, playing there as their point guard. Who's you know he's been solid. He's had some good games. Had some bad games. They got Trey Mitchell, who's at his twentieth school in a few years. He's at Texas last year. Uh, so it's a weird group of players, but also you have Bob Huggins, who still can coach. Unlike some of the other older former Big East folks like Jim Beheim, who sucks. So <laughs> how about that? I mean, it's something to think about, folks. Something to think sure. about. Uh, Indiana, like you said, TJJ can't play ball. He doesn't know ball. TJJ does not know ball. I Uh, mean, they, they played perfect against Purdue and probably still should have lost. Could have lost Yeah, a lot closer than it should have been probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think an Indiana tournament run goes through Xavier Johnson or Jalen Hood Shafino more than TJJ. Yeah. Because if they can, if they get Xavier Johnson back and it's not a seamless transition, they're going to tank and turn into a poor basketball program team of this season. So that's a, that's a nice try. Uh, TCU, like I said, a team I, I liked a lot preseason. They made a bit of a push last year. Did they? I think they did. They lose in round two to Arizona, but it was really close. It was like an overtime game or something, I believe, uh, with them. Who was that? Sorry, TCU. Uh, pretty sure that they lost that overtime game or whatever to Arizona the second yeah, round. So great. nailed it. Um, yeah, I don't really buy it with them. I, I had to kind of choose between Kansas State and TCU. I'll take K State right now. Uh, all right. Next up, we have the Ken Palm Ten, of course, not sponsored, but the Ken Palm Ten. I just, I don't know if I can do this every week because it took a lot longer to find ten interesting things than, than I thought. <laughs> just because a lot of it's obvious stuff. That Why'd you, you go with ten and not five? The Kin Palm 10 sounds better than the Kin Palm 5 to me. And the Jackson 5 is a big thing. I don't want to copy that. Maybe I'll go like the Kin Palm oh, 7. Oh, yeah, there you go. The Kin Palm 7. Six. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't even know if we'll be doing this show ever again after this. No, I'm Why? Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got like 10 of these before the tournament even starts. <laughs> That'll be like five. All right. Number one. Here's one for you. Alabama, Kansas, and Arizona are all ranked top 35 in the luck metric, which I forgot the definition of it, but Providence was number one last year. Just means that they're lucky to win. A lot of the things have to go down, I think, in terms of how games shake out certain <laughs> scenarios, situations, stats. How the how the ball lies. So like Saturday in uh in uh, and Iowa would have been like a Iowa got lucky to win that game spot. I think right. that, that would help their luck metric. Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing. Sense. Speaking of that, here's a team that makes almost no sense sometimes. Illinois, number two stat. Illinois has the 11th ranked raw offensive efficiency or defensive efficiency. So before it's adjusted, Illinois is the 11th ranked raw defensive efficiency. And then they clean it up and what Illinois. Do you, what does adjusted? What, what do they adjust? I think it's adjusted to like who you're playing, the actual numbers, the metrics uh, okay. in the game, percentages and stuff. But then when they adjusted, Illinois is 18th. So, um, and then for offensive efficiency, Illinois is 85th in raw offensive efficiency, and they're 50th in uh, the adjusted portion. So that would tell me that Illinois. Has a bad offense, but a lot of it has to do with who they're playing and the defenses they're playing because they go up 35 spots when it's adjusted. Defensively, it's probably a little bit of both. So, yeah, I don't know what to think about that from an Illinois perspective, but it's not surprising. I will say that they, yeah, their offense looked as good as it could look probably on Saturday. They lost, say, yeah. and their defense has been really good the last might month. have been the first game where they didn't have a five to seven minute drought. <laughs> yeah. So uh number three, Gonzaga guard Malachi Smith, a transfer from Chattanooga, 
Leads the country in three-point percentage at 55.9%. Bet you didn't think that there was a player playing for a tournament team that leads in three because usually some random guy. 58%? which is 56, pretty much. Wow. That's impressive. How many has he shot? Now I'm on the spot. I don't have the number. Jeez. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get it. Here we go. Oh, my God. This is impossible. I'm going to move this over. Uh, Hold on. Oh, he hasn't even shot that many. This shouldn't even count. (laughs) It is. I mean, 33 for 59 is pretty good, though. Okay. Is there Uh, no, uh, there's no, like, basis for it, right? Like minimum minimum forty minimum forty percent minutes played and two shots per game to qualify. Okay. Last year's leader was uh exactly my point. Oliver Lynch Daniels at fifty four percent from Colgate. Who the hell is that? A year before that was obviously Demonte Williams, who only took sixty four and fifty four percent. So what does it even mean, really? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Number four, the top three teams that defending the three-point line in America all reside in the SEC, all three of them, the top really? three. Tennessee's one, Alabama two, and Auburn three. Wow. On to number five. Tennessee's just good at fouling people. That's right. Uh, I saw that. The Big Ten has four players that are top ten in offensive rating. In the country, Zach Eady number one, TJJ number seven, yeah, Bryce Sensabaugh number eight, Jalen Pickett number nine. So only two of those guys are playing in the tournament. If Jalen Pickett and Seth Lundy don't make the tournament, they're not making it. <laughs> they are not making. And it. seven and eleven in the Big Twelve, West Virginia makes it. Okay, I guarantee you by the end of the year, West Virginia will have better wins than Penn State. <laughs> and well, and less bad, like Penn State lost to Nebraska, though, right? dude. I mean, come on. It's all relevant, though. Here you are defending a team one day after they lost to Nebraska and let Kese Komanaga uh, <laughs> score 30 on them. When come did on. I defend them? It's not a shame. Who cares? You got to earn it. If Lamar Stevens didn't get to play in the tournament at Penn State, then why should Jalen pick it? Boom, suck on that. Uh, yeah, Penn State has two good wins, so that's going to be a problem for them. Three. I'll, I'll give them three. Iowa, Illinois, Indiana. But also, two of those were at home. So Sounds like more good wins than Illinois. Illinois literally beat Texas and UCLA, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sounds like. Uh, Texas, UCLA, and that's it. Yeah, but those are better than <laughs> Yeah, that is it. <laughs> those two are better than those three, though. I agree. I agree. And it's not Illinois' fault that Ohio State, Wisconsin, and hey, Michigan I State. Can, I can hate on Illinois as much as I want on this podcast. Nope. Nobody's going to listen to it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, number six, the SEC has six teams in the top 15 of adjusted defensive efficiency. How about that? Six teams in the top 15. That is impressive. Very impressive. Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi State. And uh, three of those, four of those teams are in the top 10. Uh, number seven, eight of 10 Big 12 teams have a top 30 ranking in one of adjusted offense or adjusted defense. So eight of the 10 teams have a top 30 in one of those, at least in the, uh, in the Big 12, eight of the top 10. So uh, eight of eight of the entire, you know, the Big 12 has 10 teams. So there you go. Makes a, a lot of sense in the Big Ten has 14, so <laughs> soon to be 16. Very, very good. Then, then probably 18, then probably 20. Uh, number eight, the ACC and SEC are the only two conferences in the Power Six that have uh, the top allkenpalm.com number one player in the conference as a freshman. Would you like to guess the two freshmen, one from the ACC, one from the SEC, that are uh, the top players in the conference per allkenpalm.com? This is so easy. Uh, Brandon Miller. Yep. Alabama, SEC. And you said ACC? Mm-hmm. Philip Pignowski. Yep. Philip Pignowski is <laughs> Duke number one. Yep. Easy. Uh, number nine, this is a fun stat. Uh, Youngstown State, who is uh, 19-6 and six this season, have the 
34th ranked adjusted offensive efficiency. But then you look at their defense and you're like, what the hell happened? They have the 269th Holy cow. adjusted defense efficiency. So that is like a maybe the biggest split I've ever seen on Ken Palm. That you is a don't play defense, huh? I mean, Jesus. Uh yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> they they just beat a right state team that's not that good and in three overtimes and, and gave up 89, which isn't that many in three overtimes, but still it's also right state. Uh, they also gave up 74 points to IUPUI, who is the 357, 352nd ranked offense. So <laughs> weird splits there. That's crazy. I think the Horizon League has all kinds of weird splits or something. But, uh, yeah. Um, final one, number 10, the top five teams in uh, adjusted uh, something metrics. I don't even know. Um okay. A-D-J-E-M, which is the virtually the strength of schedule rating. So the top five strength of schedule rating teams. Number one is Kansas. Number two is Michigan State. Number three is Oklahoma. Number four is Nebraska. And number five is Washington State. Poor Nebraska. So, I mean, this is a Nebraska squad that beat Creighton. That's true. You know. Without so. uh, their center, though, right? I mean, seriously, though, you lost to Nebraska and you scored 53 points at home. Nebraska has two road wins this year, Creighton and Minnesota. <laughs> Who's Washington State playing that's so good? That's a terrific question. I mean, <laughs> uh, Boise State, Oregon, Baylor, UCLA, Arizona, Utah State, USC. UCLA, Arizona. They've played all the good Pac-12 teams twice, so that definitely factors into it. True, yeah. yeah. Uh, quality, quality, makes of sense. course. Not everybody makes the St. John schedule. All right. True. Let's get this part over with. i got to talk this much. Uh, games of the week. <laughs> games of the week. Tonight, Duke I would have wrote something at... down, but you put all right this. So Yeah, well, I mean, let's be anything. honest. Nobody wants to watch some of these BS games. All right, pick one game from each day that you want to watch the most. Duke at Miami, Texas at Kansas. This is a tough one. Texas at Kansas. Both on ESPN tonight. So uh, just a quick pick for everybody. Uh, I will take uh, Miami and Kansas, both home teams, to win. So uh, That's not going to spoil my upset picks either. Uh, Tuesday. I'm not going to give you times because that's too much. Like it's in order of the times. If you want the times, get on the goddamn internet. I'm not doing it for you. Okay. People <laughs> out there that are not listening, but whatever. Uh, Marquette at UConn, Rutgers at Indiana, Auburn at Texas A&M, North Carolina at Wake Forest, Arkansas at Kentucky, TCU at Kansas State, NC State at Virginia, Maryland at Michigan State, Nevada at New Mexico for Tuesday night's games. And my pick for the game I would want to watch the most is a completely unbiased Rutgers at Indiana. I would go with NC state versus uh, Virginia. NC state's uh, not any good, right? They're, you know, they got talent. They beat Duke. Uh, so, you know, um, I think my second pick would probably be Arkansas, Kentucky. Cause how is she way bounced back from being horrific on the offensive end and defensive end, frankly, against florida i mean two for 14 doesn't play defense what a fall from grace for the national player that you're last year i mean he's still a good player but not quite as good uh wednesday uh creighton at seton hall iowa state at west virginia wisconsin at penn state florida at alabama oklahoma at baylor san diego state at utah state my pick here would be big 12 iowa state at west virginia a chance for west virginia to help their resume and i think this is a game that they can win uh, I wasn't listening. I was looking up NC State. They're 22nd. It's a big game for them. Sorry. What does it matter? Um, I don't know. I'll go with whatever game you just said. It's team chemistry right there, folks. Uh, Thursday, Iowa at Purdue, Northwestern at Ohio State. Classic Big Ten. Let's put games an hour apart instead of two hours. Brilliant. Uh, UAB at North Texas, St. Mary's at Loyola Marymount, Arizona State at Stanford, USC at Oregon. Obviously, the late night USC at Oregon. I'll take that, even though I don't really think either of these teams is particularly all that good. Still interesting, nonetheless. Take Iowa, Purdue. Yeah, no interest. 
producing one by 40. Uh, Friday, Xavier at Butler, Akron at Ohio, St. Louis at Dayton, and New Mexico at Air Force. I usually do like watching these late night Mountain West games on Fridays, but I'll take uh, I'll take Akron at Ohio. Uh, Akron's been really, really good, one of the top teams in that conference. And then, you know, John Gross Revenge game, Chapter 6 or whatever at Ohio. Yeah, I don't want to watch any of those games. I tend to agree. I just <laughs> tried to. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Xavier at Butler, sure. Now I'm going to give off like 30 games for Saturday. Here we go. West Virginia at Texas. Providence. Uh, Illinois Rutgers. Just before you. <laughs> It'll be on there, yeah. I know. I'm just telling you. That's but... the one you want to watch the most, really? Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Providence at St. John's. Penn State at Maryland. Kentucky at Georgia, which I don't really want to watch, but I'll, I'll throw them a bone. Uh, Kansas at Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah. Alabama at Auburn. Still won't watch that. Uh, Rutgers at Illinois. No interest. Uh, (laughs) Baylor at TCU. Duke at Virginia. Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Indiana at Michigan. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Kansas State at Texas Tech. Seton Hall at Villanova. Texas A&M at LSU. Utah State at San Jose State. BYU at Gonzaga. UCLA at Oregon. I'll take UCLA at Oregon. Why is Texas A&M and LSU on there? Great question. I thought about it a lot when I picked it. Uh, Texas A&M is like nine and two in the SEC. LSU kind of stinks, uh, but they could beat teams. Okay. (laughs) I bet Adam Miller wishes he went to TCU, huh? Probably. Because it turns out no idea why he would put his name back in the transfer portal and then Kofi did it right back. Is he trying to be like Kofi? I don't know, but Kofi's glad he didn't go to Kentucky or Florida. Maybe he State. realized that he'd have to sit out another year. I guess he, with the injury, he might not have had to. No, but. I don't think he would have had to. I don't think. I don't think. I think the only waiver that I know for a fact that's been denied was Manhattan. Jose Perez was trying to play at West Virginia this year because the Manhattan fired their coach like a month before the season, and they wouldn't let him play at West Virginia this year. That's like the only one that I know of. How many games has LSU lost in a row? One, two, three, four, 20? five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Yeah, it turns out a glorified good choice. A glorified Murray State team is not good in the SEC. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sunday, which is Super Bowl Sunday, so there's not going to be much going on. But once again, the brilliance of the Big Ten, one hour apart, Purdue at Northwestern, Michigan State at Ohio State. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Can you not make it, you know, 2 o'clock instead of 1 o'clock for Purdue-Northwestern? Stupid. I agree. Classic Big Ten. I they agree. do this all the time. They're idiots. But, I mean, when the refs, you know, call 9,000 fouls, it's going to go two and a half hours anyways. It's, a while. Yeah. it's still going to take over. So. Good point. That's a good point. All right, final segment. We are making good time compared to last year. Last yeah, year was over an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, and games of the week is usually a long segment because we'll actually talk about the games, which at this point, nobody wants to hear that. Uh, all right. Three <laughs> sure. upset picks of the week. We're going to keep track of these every week. I'm probably going to go undefeated in all of them, um, but I, I guess we'll lead it off with uh, yours. Uh, I don't even know if this is an upset, but I would assume because Miami's at home. I'm going to go Duke over Miami, 6 p.m. tonight. That um, is how you say uh, sandbagging is what that is. Okay, I'm going to go Loyola Marymount over St. Mary's. Sandbag that, 9 p.m. Thursday. and You're I'm going to go. In. I'm gonna go Missouri over Tennessee on at 5 p.m. on Saturday. I couldn't hate that pick more. I think Missouri loses that game by 30. It's fine. Missouri can't score like they do against a defense like this. So the only thing that can save them is the fact that Tennessee's offense is not that good. But we'll see. I, I like the attempts there. Uh, <laughs> this was one where I thought maybe it's not an upset, but I think this is pretty safely an upset, no matter if it's at home or not. Uh, West Virginia over Iowa State, certainly an upset, but yeah, not it is at home. Though. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Michigan over Indiana. I'll take that. Dickinson over TJJ. Yeah. Uh, Oregon over UCLA, because I always like to throw Altman in the mix. And, you like uh, In the mix he goes. <laughs> I mean, what? I, you know, why not? Why not us? Homer. I'm an Altman why guy. It's well documented. My only dream is that he beat Illinois right now. 
Oh, when Brad goes to Texas, maybe get him. Yeah, probably too late in the game now. It's true. It's true. All right. I think we've all seen enough here of this. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, I guess. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to put on the docket for next week. I guess we'll have the, the Ken Palm 7 and the Bracketology stuff, but I don't know outside of that what we're going to do. So good luck to everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week on number two, and we just keep going until the tournament starts, and then we go through the tournament and the end of the tournament, and then we never talk until, like, September. So about hoops, unless you listen to the Illini one. I, I, I <laughs> all right, all right, bye. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs>